First one, we've just announced a new three-year deal for our US and Mexico broadcast agreement. That's great news. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you know, five years ago now, a lot of people have, have been commenting on social saying, five years, wow. And it is wow, because those five years have just flown by. Um, you know, we're still the first ever promotional company from the UK to do a major broadcast deal for shows in America. Um, we've learned so much, we've broke records, we've made history. You know, you go back to nights like at Dallas Cowboys with Canelo, Billy Joe, Katie Taylor against Serrano, Joshua against Ruiz, Canelo against Golovkin. I mean, so many huge fights. Um, Strada against Chocolatito. And we've learned so much over that time. You know, we came in very bullish. Um, we upset a lot of people. I think I've done things right. I've done some things wrong. We've learned a huge amount. But I feel like we're in a great position now. We, we really understand the market here. And coming in five years ago, I didn't really. You know, I came in very bullish, um, probably a little bit naive as well. But now we've got a fantastic stable. We, we, you know, we're not looking to sign too many fighters that we can only box once a year and not deliver for. We've got a great bunch of fighters, great fighters coming through from the younger generation. Of course, you know, some of the biggest names in boxing as well. The zone are in a fantastic position in terms of subscriber place, uh, base. And I think... We're in a great position to move forward. So always good to get that security from your broadcaster to say to the fighters, three more years locked in for UK shows and Mexico shows. So big news for us today and really looking forward to the next few years. You mentioned there some of the young fighters coming through. A lot we've had from debut who are now sort of entering the, the sort of second chapter of their career, so to speak. You know, Diego Pacheco, Ray Ford, for example. How far off some of these guys from a world title shot? I mean, I think the two that you've mentioned are the two fighters that we signed from the debut who are ready to go on now and start looking at world honours. I mean, Ray Ford particularly, obviously, his win against Magdaleno you know, puts him nearly number one in the division now. Um, a fantastic talent. Diego Pacheco we're so proud of, you know, just, just headlined in the UK as well. Um, now going to be looking to headline in the US before the end of the year. Mark Castro going really well. Reshat Matty has a big fight himself on June the 24th. So lots of talent coming through. And I think you're going to see now us looking to mix our UK champions over here as well. More on main event. I mean, I'm looking at the likes of Josh Warrington. You know, could he fight over here? Could he fight a Ray Vargas or someone like that? Joe Cordina, of course, we want the unifications at home, but he might be looking at a big US fight as well. You know, Callum Smith, um, so many other fighters could be Lee Wood. Obviously, Maurizio Lara has been boxing in the UK, could return back soon. Sonny Edwards, you know, could fight Bam Rodriguez. I think you're going to see, although we want to make sure that obviously we have a big schedule in the UK, I think you may see now our main events feature US headline stars from Matchroom against UK headline stars or you know, into promotional bouts as well, but a mix now because that's key for us with that global platform to make sure that we can deliver for our fighters internationally. No one else can do it. And, um, you know, it's uh, an honor to extend that deal with the zone and give us and our fighters even more security moving forward. Let's just talk about the schedule quickly. We have June 24, as you referenced, Edgar Belanga versus Jason Quigley. What else can you tease? Maybe that's due to be announced very shortly. Well, you've got obviously um, coming up this weekend, Canelo Alvarez. Um, against John Ryder here in Guadalajara. Next week's a week off, which, you know, looking back, obviously not for DAZN, because KSI is in a big fight with Joe Fournier. May 20th, Chantel Cameron against Katie Taylor in Dublin. Huge. 27th, Lee Wood against Maurizio Lara. We go into June. June 10, of course, Sonny Edwards defending his world title. Nina Hughes against Shannon Courtney. 
Um, and Ellie Scottney against Shanika Johnson, World Championship triple header with Johnny Fisher and, and Chev Clark and others. Um, June 10. June 24, of course, Edgar Blanger against Jason Quigley. And June 17 as well could also be a card that we're working on at the moment. You know, I've seen loads of stuff on social today about Regis Progray and Matthias and guys like that. And we're talking to a lot of fighters at the moment about joining the team. Um, but there will be at least one more fight to be announced for June. Um, and obviously July 1st, Dalton Smith against Sam Maxwell and looking to add more to the schedule shortly. You mentioned Regis Progray there. Um, you put an Instagram story up being in Houston yesterday. Yeah. Regis Progray put out a story to say he had a very important meeting. I'm sort of guessing here you, uh, you met. What can you tell us what happened? Yeah, I met Regis in Houston um, last night. We had a very nice dinner. There, there's nothing agreed. You know, I've seen, you know, my old friend Mike Coppinger messaged me a week ago. Oh, here you've signed Regis. I said, no, I haven't. No, come on, let me break the news. I said, oh, look, I'll be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. We haven't. We're in conversations with Regis Progray. So are top rank. I guess PBCR as well. Um, we would love to welcome him to the team. I think he's a tremendous fighter. But we have not reached terms yet. Um, you know, he's got, with us, a number of fighters at 140. With us, he's got fantastic activity, the ability to box internationally. With top rank, he's got some good opponents as well. PBC, I'm sure, can, can do something for him. But just dinner last night, nothing confirmed or agreed with Regis Progray, but we'll see what happens over the next few days. And before that, you was out in Saudi Arabia, well documented. How were talks? What's the updates on? Yeah, it was good. You know, we got a great relationship with Prince Khalid and Skills Challenge. You know, we're, we're the only one that's done the two big boxing events out there, if you like, with Joshua Rees and Joshua Usyk. What you've seen, you know, they want to make that night. They want to do Joshua against Wilder and Fury against Usyk. Um, you know, I, I think from conversations that the Usyk conversations, the Wilder conversations gone very well. For us, we're in. You know, we, we need to finalise terms, but, you know, we just said to Prince Khalid, that's the fight we want. We know, having worked with them before, we can get a deal done. And really, that's what we're looking to do this week and next week, is just look at that situation and decide if there's a fight, which will now be early August for Anthony Joshua, if he does fight before then. I would like him to. Um, I think Derek James would, I think AJ would, but we'll have to see how those talks evolve with Deontay Wilder. But, you know, we just made it clear for, for them, you know, our message was AJ's ready for all of those fights, happy to agree to a Deontay Wilder fight in December. Uh, and we'll see if we can close terms over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, my next question was about that interim fight. So originally it was the end of July, now it's maybe gone back a couple of weeks. If that does go ahead, what sort of opponent... Are you looking at for that, knowing in mind that the big one is locked in for December? Yeah, I think it would be a similar kind of opponent, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be, you know, this top five guy. and Because ultimately, we're working towards the Deontay Wilder fight. It's one of the biggest fights of all time, one of the biggest fights in boxing. This fight is about going out there and, and building off the performance against Franklin. Some might say they felt it was too negative. Others say technically it, it was really good. But... I think time in the ring and time with Derek James is going to be really important going into a Deontay Wilder fight because it's a very tough fight, it's a very dangerous fight, and we want to be the best version going into that fight. And I just feel that you'll get the best version of AJ through one more fight. So it is risky because anything can happen in the heavyweight division. But, you know, I think there'll be another fight and I think it will lead to the development and into the Deontay Wilder fight, which I expect to see in December. 
and presumably conversations were held sort of post December and the World of Fight. Is it sort of like a, a semi-final with both? Not really. I, you know, they, we, it wasn't really discussed. I mean, look, if, if AJ wins and Fury wins, that just becomes one of the biggest sporting events of all time. Not just boxing events, but not not nothing beyond that. You know, the focus for them is December. Um, you know, I'll leave it to them to, to announce all the details and comment. I'll comment on the behalf of Matrim and Anthony Joshua, which is we are committed to make that happen in December. He's ready to fight Deontay Wilder. And like I said, we need to try and finalise terms for that fight, but AJ's happy to proceed with that fight. This Saturday should be epic. Uh, you mentioned when we was going through the, the preview and reviewing some of the nights we've had, some of the great nights of Canelo, but 11 years on, he's finally coming home. The atmosphere is going to be electric. Yeah, I think, and I've said it before, I think you may see one of the best atmospheres you've ever seen in boxing. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, 74,000, Billy Joe Saunders, that's going to be tough to break, but this is different. This is home. This is his people. And the atmosphere they will create on Saturday night will be one of the most special you've ever seen in boxing. And John Ryder's here, not to make up the numbers, John Ryder's here to try and create and achieve one of the greatest upsets from a British fighter of all time. But I've never seen John, weirdly, so confident going into a fight, especially as difficult as this. He's had a great camp, he's in the shape of his life, his confidence is at an all-time high. He feels, and I think he's right, this is the best time to fight Canelo Alvarez. You know, he's coming off his operation, coming off a, a couple of okay performances last year. And John's confident, but he's got it all to do, especially against that crowd. But yeah, it will be super special on Saturday night. It, it will be an occasion that, you know, this country will never forget. You often hear in boxing sort of the terminology of a hometown decision. Does does John need a knockout being blunt? Not, no, but he needs to win rounds. You know, you can't afford to have close rounds against Canelo Alvarez in Guadalajara. You're coming into his backyard, you know, to the, the king of boxing, the undisputed champion, to rip the belts from him. And I expect John to fight aggressively in this fight. That's why I honestly think it's going to be a great fight because I don't think John's going to just coast through rounds, losing rounds. He's going to have to get up close. He's going to have to get on his chest. He's going to have to work on the inside. And that's all the things that's going to make Canelo Alvarez fight. And, and I think it will, the styles will, will blend well, and I think it'll be a great fight. And for yourself, it must be quite proud knowing that this fight will cement John's future and his family's future. You know, you've been with him for a very long time now. Yeah, every fighter that you represent, especially ones that you have a, a close relationship with, you want them to leave the sport knowing that they're secure. You know, it's a short career. You know, for John, will retire in his mid-30s. And from there, you know, I'm sure he'll go on and stay in the sport. But you want to make sure that financially the house is paid for, you know, the kids are looked after. And that, that's what this fight does. And he's really done that all himself. Yeah, we've given him opportunities. But I tell you, John Ryder's been thrown in the deep end, thrown in the deep end. We've struggled for opportunities. He's had to take fights that probably weren't the right fights. And he's carved out victories. And, of course, the Daniel Jacobs win was great. The Zach Parker win was great. And John is a great example to fighters to always keep believing in yourself. You know, if you've got ability and you do the right things and you stay consistent, you will be rewarded. And this is John's reward on Saturday night. But I promise you, John's not looking at this fight for, you know, financial security. He's looking at this fight to become undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. And if he wins this fight, he goes down as, you know, a British legend of the sport. But it's there for him. And, and you won't be disappointed with his efforts. And should he do that, mega fights would open up for him. Also, if Canelo retains the titles, presumably the Dimitri Bilbao fight is the obvious next fight. Yeah, look, 
Canelo wants to rematch Bivol. I can't, I've said it a million times. That's my instructions from Eddie Reynoso. They want revenge from that defeat. It's a tough fight. It may be the wrong fight, but it, it doesn't matter. He should be applauded for that. You know, most people would say, no, no, don't fight Dimitri Bivol. He wants the opportunity to rematch him. Um, but we'll see what Saturday brings. Do you think that will be up at light heavy? I saw some quotes in the last sort of 24 hours or so from Canelo, maybe sort of downplaying the 168 angle. Canelo, Canelo wants the same terms as last time. Canelo wants to fight on the terms that he got beat on. And Dimitri would quite like it at 168 to try and win the, the undisputed. But Dimitri's going to have to drain himself down to 168. If Canelo wins, he's not going to get the, the, what he feels is the, you know, the rewards from the, from the public, from the people, from the pundits. He wants to do the impossible in some people's eyes, which is to beat Dimitri at 175. Bit crazy, but that's Canelo Alvarez. He wants the biggest challenges. And you know he, he doesn't want to say, I beat Dimitri Bivol because I brought him down to 168. He wants to beat him on all the terms that he lost last time. And just finishing up in the same division, we are about 10 minutes away from purse bids for Artur Baturbiev and Callum Smith. How do you feel going into that with 10 Not minutes Not confident. Ago? I spoke to Callum 20 minutes ago. It's horrible when you're on the weekend at a split. Which is 70-30? Yeah. It's, it's, you, know, you can go and you can agree a purse with your fighter who's got the big end of the split to not manipulate the bid. It sounds like a you know, dodgy term, but ultimately to make sure you win the bid. And we've tried to be aggressive. I don't fancy our chances. You know, this will go out after the bid, so... We'll see, but you know, either way, Callum Swift's going to be fighting better be up next, and um, we believe he can beat him. And we'll be there, Liverpool or Montreal, wherever it is, whoever wins the bid. I'd love to win the bid. Um, like I say, I, I don't fancy our chances, but fingers crossed. Well, Eddie, thank you for your time. We'll catch up later this week. Cheers.